Up in the night, your heart fills with dread Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed, you'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Well hello and welcome to another edition of Freaky Friday It is Friday, September 22nd In the year of our Lord Beyonce And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're recording this on the 21st. It's Beyonce Day. We're going tonight. Beyond Day. <laughs> this day is upon us. Finally, <laughs> it is here. We were just talking about we're supposed to wear chrome, but we just found out a I'm very hours stressed before out we have to leave. So this. I might just wear my Margaritaville Crocs. <laughs> the only thing I have in my closet that is chrome are Crocs and <laughs> a ridiculously ill-fitting skirt that is not a material that should have been used in making anything <laughs> that I wore when I was an alien um, to last Halloween. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Full alien costume. <laughs> Tell everybody you're alien superstar. Tell them that you're I in. Could. <laughs> I've never been a person to go all out for concerts as far as like dressing like Taylor Swift. There were so many amazing outfits. Lady Gaga crazy i prefer comfort and i also sweat quite a bit while i'm jumping up and down and dancing so you know heels and stuff just don't work for me i'm too old it's it's like a as i get older and more unabashedly enthusiastic about things i like concerts become like a full-on contact sport for me i wore a sports (laughs) bra to the la era store because i was like i'm gonna be jumping i gotta wear comfortable crocs because i'm gonna Mm -hmm. jump up and down so yeah when I, i was like i have a very cute sparkly tank top but Hey, I can't really wear a bra with it. And if I'm jumping up and down, I'm going to slip something. And uh, Beyonce, out. like, happy birthday, Beyonce. Um, Well, I got your solution. Oh. We got to get ourselves some chrome body paint real fast. Okay. Or some chrome pasties. Right. And over. you just put them over your little nips. And if they pop out, it's just part of the outfit. Then it's like, I was prepared. I wanted this to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not an oopsie. Or my other, I have a ranch costume. I was like, she sings about hot sauce in my bag. Swag. <laughs> what if I was dressed up like a hot sauce bottle? I think people would love it. People would probably take pictures. If I can find a hot sauce costume between now and the time we leave, I'll wear a hot sauce costume. Oh, I love it. I legitimately have some hot sauce in my bag Swag. as we speak. And I almost had a full bean burrito in there. Uh, <laughs> but I did remember last night when I got home from your house to take it out. And uh, But I almost didn't. And I, <laughs> I would have gone this morning and been like, oh, I have a fully non-eaten Taco Bell bean burrito in here. Yeah, you left the house. You just put it right down in your bag. You're like, it's fine. It's fine in here. <laughs> you go, like, do you want a bag for that? I was like, no. It's a, <laughs> a fine leather bag for a bean burrito for Taco Bell <laughs> to be carried in. Oh, man. Well, we've had uh, quite a week this week because not only are you all going to hear us talk to Daisy Egan, but you have accumulated several very jaw-dropping stories this week. We got a lineup. I got to say, there are, there's a lot that have been coming in lately that things are getting dark. It's creepy. I don't know what's going on. But lately, the submissions have been much darker than usual. So I just want a little, I just want to let everyone know we're here for you. Yeah, I love you. 
we love you. And you know, if you're going through some stuff, it's always healthy to get it out. A lot of mm-hmm. people find that sharing it and writing it, even if you write it and you don't even send it to us, just like getting it out can often help. But if you do send us, send it to us, thank you so much for trusting us with your story. And we got some lined up today that we're going to share with you. And some of them that were inspired by other stories, as we always hear. So thanks again. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get creepy. This first one is from Jenna and speaking of creepy, it's called Creepers Be Creepin'. Hello, lovely ladies. I always love listening to Freaky Fridays and was beside myself when you read my cow heads and tube men story. I truly never expected it to be read. While that was an odd but rather silly story, I wanted to share one a little more sinister. This happened several years ago. I used to go for runs to and around my local park, which is about six blocks from my house. The trail through the north side entrance has a giant hill. I like to run up the hill, through the park, out the east entrance, through the neighborhood, and back through the north entrance to go back up the hill. I would make several loops around and run back home. I did this several times through the week. I took my old phone, which did not have service, but had all my music on it. I jogged three or four loops around listening to my music, only one earbud in, so I could still hear what was happening around me. On this particular day, I decided to make one more loop around and head home. This was in the late fall, and it got dark early. So even though it was only 7.30 in the evening, it had fallen completely dark in the hour or so that I had been out. I was making my way towards the east side exit of the park. It led out to a street that had a house directly in front of the exit, with two empty wooded lots north of that house. There were no streetlights in this area. The closest was on the other side of the intersection, past the wooded lots. At the intersection, there was another house with a pickup truck parked between the side of the house and road. As I was rounding the corner about to exit, I barely saw from the corner of my vision a man exiting the gate surrounding the house across from the exit. I watched as he quickly walked into the wooded lot. As I said, it had gone completely dark outside and no streetlights. I had only noticed him from the glow of his porch light and the fact that he was wearing shiny silver basketball shorts. I could barely make out the sheen on his shorts to see that he was in the darkness, half behind a tree. My brain and body immediately went on high alert. I became very aware that the phone in my hand was useless. I had slowed to a walk, looking right where I knew him to be. I wanted him to notice me looking right at him, to know I saw him. In my sudden alertness, now turning to the brink of panic, I was trying to reason with myself on what my next move should be. I was afraid to turn my back. In my mind, as soon as I lost sight of him, he would run and be on me before I could see him. So I stayed walking, eyes staring in his direction. I took my useless phone and acted like I was dialing. I faked talking to my husband, loudly saying I was done and to start heading my way to meet me. I was as far away from where this man was while still able to walk on the road. I just wanted to get to the intersection where it was light and make a run for it. To my terror, I watched and realized that this man didn't know I saw him. He slinked down in a crouch and very slowly started creeping towards the intersection as well, only a few steps ahead of me on the opposite side of the road. 
I watched as he crept up the truck along the side of the house by the intersection and crouched down behind it, waiting for me to catch up. I started to freak out. I was still so scared to turn my back on him. Once I get to the intersection, do I turn like I would go home? Do I go straight and go some random way so he can't see where I'm actually going? I don't know what to do. All of this happened so unexpectedly and fast, and I still couldn't quite believe it was happening. Still the slow walk. I was almost up to the truck. A few more steps, then I burst into the fastest run I have ever ran in my life. I didn't even know my legs could move that fast. I didn't look back. I couldn't tell what he did. I just ran until I felt my lungs would explode. I got to my house and swung open the door, collapsing on my couch and struggling to catch my breath. My alarmed husband was trying to get me to tell him what was happening. I couldn't even speak. I felt like I was having a heart attack. I was finally able to breathe and calm down and tell him what happened. While he was concerned, I truly feel he thought I was overreacting. He just kind of brushed it off and told me I need to run earlier so it doesn't get dark. It's hard to put into words how I felt from this experience. I was certain this man had been watching me run laps and waited for me to come around again to hide in the woods. This incident scared me enough that I quit running completely unless my husband went with me. It made me scared of my own neighborhood and made me realize how quickly things can happen and how fast my life could have changed. I don't know for certain what was going through this man's mind, but I'm certain it was nothing good. Stay alert, ladies. You never know who can be creeping around the corner. Creeping is right. That's so eerie to think that you see someone and you know they're trying to, they're, they're not trying to be seen. They're trying to lurk. And it's you and him and nothing else but darkness for a long, long time. I mean, I hate situations like this because it's yet another, you know, scenario where a woman doesn't get to just go enjoy something like Jenna, you deserve to go run. You deserve to run your loop and your hill and a place I love to run. I don't do it as much anymore. My knees aren't as good, but I like to go for my long walks, go walk in the woods and stuff. And it does suck that as I've gotten older and the more experiences we all have like this, you start to say, okay, well, I have to text three people where I'm at. And I have my location on. So like five people know my location. I have my watch and my phone. I have my birdie device that I can yank and it's super loud. I have a whistle. I have a light. I have a knife. It's like, I can't, Paris will just go for a run. And I'm like, well, that must be nice. I have to carry a backpack. You don't have to take a whole duffel bag full of tools just in case. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day of this guy that was like, I couldn't sleep. So I just went for a walk in New York City at 4 a.m. I'm like, can you imagine the freedom, what that must feel like that you, I'd love that. You're like, Oh, it doesn't even occur to you that Mm. something like that could happen. Meanwhile, this woman is being watched. And then, you know, Oh, the whole time I was running around listening to my music, enjoying my run, I was being watched. Mm -hmm. And who knows what this guy was thinking about and planning. And he was waiting for me. And then he was really waiting for me. And I think, Jenna, you've handled it in the best way possible. I mean, whatever you got to do and then just fucking haul ass. I will say, I don't love your husband's reaction. That's what I don't like either. It's like, you weren't there, man. And it's not overreacting. Also, you're a man and you don't know what it's like to, like, it's not just, we'll just run earlier so it doesn't get dark. The darkness may have uh, made this man feel a little bit safer to do what he was going to do 
but women are abducted all in the attacked. in parks yeah. and attacked all the time in broad daylight. So that doesn't solve it. But also, be compassionate. Like, be an advocate for your wife. She's just had a very harrowing experience. Don't act like she's overreacting because you can't understand what that fear feels like. Right. And I think for a lot of men, until they listen to stories like this one or like Andy from Let's Not Meet told us that he has a lot of male listeners write to him and go, oh, holy shit. I didn't know that this is what women face on a day-to-day basis. And I think more content like this or TikTok where I saw a woman on TikTok saying, I was trying to put my groceries in my car and some guy whipped in and he whipped in and was like, are you sure you want to say that? When When she she said, I have a boyfriend. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he said, I've been watching you and waiting you for you to come out. She'd been in, in the grocery store for like an hour. I mean, just harrowing, horrible stuff. And then she's left with this feeling of fear and am I safe? Is you know, I mean, your whole world is shaken mm-hmm. and they just go on about their day. Yeah. To probably to do it to someone else, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say in the if you run in the running community or like the trail walking community, I have a lot of love for like Dallas people run around Katy Trail or White Rock Lake or whatever. And I do feel like there is a sense of like watch for your neighbor. Like I don't feel like if I went out at dusk on a more on a path where it's for that purpose. But the shitty thing is is I shouldn't have to go all the way to White Rock Lake and go for a walk or a run. I should be able to run in my own neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. we should all be able to run in our own neighborhoods. So I just, I hate that he ruined running for you, Jenna. And I hope you can yeah. find a place where you feel, because there's, it's fun to run with a partner, with a friend, a spouse, whatever. But there is something really accomplishing feeling of taking on, a, a going, I'm going to do one more loop. I can do this. I mm-hmm. have this. And that singular individual like accomplishment. And I hate that because women can't feel safe everywhere, you know, we get robbed of certain uh, experiences like that. So I hope there's a place where maybe there's some better lighting or other runners or something where you can feel safe to get back out there. But your experience, you did not overreact whatsoever at all. This was I don't probably think so. what I would have done. And I think that there's also nothing wrong with reporting that to the police once you get yeah. home. And also, you got to take a phone that works. Yeah, I know dude. that you want your phone with music, but everybody, you also got to take a phone that works. I remember back in the day having to make that choice when before iPhones had music on them. I remember having my iPhone and having an iPod and being like, oh, well, I can't take both. I can't carry them. I'll just take my iPod. And now that I run with, so, like I said, I'm so connected. I'm like, damn, I used to just go in the mean streets of Chicago running loose, nothing. But now I just, I always just feel safer telling people before I go, especially if I'm going to go walk a long hike that's kind of less uh, it like if I were going to pass out, for instance, on a hike, which has recently happened, but like that where you say, okay, I'm leaving at this time or whatever. It's just, uh, it bumps me out that we all have to do these safety precautions and things like that. But it's kind of one of those things you get in the habit of and better safe than sorry. Yeah. Well, I hope Jenna that you are able to start running again and enjoying it on your own. And I agree. Stay alert, ladies. Sinisterhood will be right back. Well, Heather, <laughs> bad news. I, I you don't you don't read the stories I read ahead of time. I just so I don't read know if title. you've read this, <laughs> but the um, first of all, this is from your daughter, anonymous. Hello, sweetheart. So she's written in, um, but the subject line is that time Heather was proposed to in a corrupt, drug-riddled town where law enforcement not only covers up murder but also commits murder and openly talks about it. 
So that part I've read only. <laughs> okay, well, buckle up. So, and I know where I was proposed to at, so I've, I have a feeling I know what this, this uh, story centers on. Hey, everyone. I'm going to get right to the story. Way back when, you, Heather, mentioned you were proposed to in a town known as Broken Bow, Oklahoma. I am a local to this town known as Hotchatown. It's incorporated now and has its own name, but for years was associated with Broken Bow, the larger town right next to it. It's a beautiful, small, sleepy town, but it has a dark underside. It's no secret there's a lot of shady dealings happening in the town. It's a party town, and where there's a party, there's drugs. Where there's drugs, there's money, and where all of that is, there's usually corrupt law enforcement. Welcome to McCurtain County. You may have heard of it. It recently made national news when the sheriff and select law enforcement was secretly recorded talking about killing and burying bodies and making very disgusting racial and violent comments. Look up McCurtain County on TikTok if you would like to hear what exactly was said. While you're there, you may see mentions of one of our most recent, quote, accidental deaths, Alyssa Walker, an African-American, Native American female who died under extremely suspicious circumstances. You will find multiple articles and statements from her family and friends explaining how there's no way in hell she accidentally drowned. There's enough information for an entire episode, honestly, but I don't want to state any facts and be incorrect, so I encourage everyone listening to please go read about it. There's other deaths and missing persons to look into as well. For instance, James Kurt Peavy, a father who disappeared seven years ago without a trace and without any investigation into it. It's heavily believed our law enforcement knows exactly what happened to him, which is why they refuse to investigate. A man named Eric Haley is currently listed as a missing person as well, vanished without a trace. Two things these three cases have in common is the very vocal and active family members pushing for real investigations. The second common denominator is a law agency that refuses to serve and protect its people. They are covering up for the people who committed these crimes, the ones lining their pockets. Governor Stent even called for their resignation, but somehow these horrible monsters are still in office. I only listed three names, but there are multiple deaths and missing persons in this area that are believed to be part of a cover-up. This, pla <clears throat> this place may seem beautiful on the outside, but inside it is hurting. There are many loved ones who are fighting for justice and fighting for closure. I hope and pray they receive it someday. Most of us locals love the hotspot our hometown has become for mostly Dallas area tourists, and we hope with y'all's help, we can bring more attention to what's going on. Side note, Heather, I'm going to need you to come back now that I know your face. When I first started listening, I went a long time without looking you up on socials. But if I saw you at the restaurant I work at now then I too will have a shitting my pants in public story. Also, Heather, sorry if this ruins any good memories for you. Oh, no worries. No, no <laughs> worries at all about my memories. It's wild though, because Anonymous is absolutely right that I, I just was listening to a podcast and you know, there's dynamic inserted ads or whatever that's mm -hmm. based on your location and where you've been and words you've said. And I get ads for McCurtain County. It's like, can you imagine the smell of s'mores, the beautiful wind, the wind blowing through the trees, wonderful views. McCurtain County is waiting for you. And it's like the sheriff said he loves to lynch black people specifically. <laughs> he says mm -mm. there's a large grave that he can put all their bodies into. Ha 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 ha. This and was the, what was recorded. Yeah. So 
that's what it's like it, interesting to hear. I, I remember the racist recordings being from Oklahoma, but I had not connected the McCurtain County until now hearing this and it's all coming together. And yeah, the sheriffs, uh, there was a commissioner's meeting and at it, the sheriffs and some deputies were all sitting around kind of joking about people that they would kill and how my daddy knew he'd throw somebody down in this. There's a hole, Doug. You can just throw somebody in it. And the journalist that got the audio recording and of course released it. The sheriffs were like, well, that was illegally obtained and we're going to get that back. Of course you want to get it back because you were shown to be extremely racist. So the governor asked him to step down. He wouldn't. And then asked the attorney general to do an investigation. He wouldn't. Are you allowed to say no? Yeah. The the governor said, all right, well, this is a bad look. Could you step down? The sheriff was like, nope. And he doesn't. The governor can't fire you. So that's what the governor told the attorney general. Uh, This man is locally elected. So the only way he can be ousted under the statute is if he is found to have committed a crime or, you know, these enumerated reasons. And then it just came out on June 30th, not just came out, but a couple of weeks later, the attorney general was a public letter to the governor that said uh, he has been found to commit no crime. It's horrible what he said. We can't do anything about that. There's nothing that says he could be removed for like bringing shame on office or being blatantly racist. So he. uh, Well, there should be. Yeah, one would think. Uh, I believe the attorney general said, uh, if you would like to oust him, he said, to the extent you remain committed to seeing Sheriff Clardy removed from office, I suggest you appeal to the men and women responsible for electing him. So McCurtain County do better. And to that extent, I would say Dallas residents, if it's a beautiful place Mm -hmm. and. But I would say until the folks around there know, we're not going to go. I would love for me and you and Tommy and Paris to have like a Broken Bow weekend. It would be so much fun. Get a cabin. But yeah, then you're having to go and spend your tax dollars in a county that's essentially said, it's not safe for my husband to go there. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to go there. And so I think the city has to, in the election, whenever the sheriff gets elected next, there has to be a major push of, listen, we are losing money. This kind of racism, yeah, it's fucking abhorrent, but people apparently don't give a fuck enough about that. So tell them where they do give a fuck. And it is, get this fucking guy out of office. And I think the more of us that say, we're not going to do that, we're not going to support a place like that. I'm really sorry for you, Anonymous, that you you have to work in a place that is reliant on tourism dollars and to have it have your livelihood now threatened because the government officials refuse to take responsibility for their actions and say oh my gosh it's important i shouldn't have said that but you had to stand behind it and be like fuck it that's how we talk by the way give us that recording back it's nasty it's terrible it's it's uh got ashton and mila vibes well but it wasn't (laughs) meant to be heard by anybody so you know right i mean you don't say it and many would say what you say when no one can hear you is your true character. Miss Mole used to say true integrity is how you behave when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. So I think that tells us what we need to know about. Again, like I said, I, I love that place. I would love to go back. I do have a wonderful memory of it. But yeah, if I'm like, my family's not safe going there, given these comments and that this person hasn't been ousted, you can play all the dynamic ads you want in my podcast. I'm not going to go. Yeah. And I hope for these um, missing and people that their families believe that they were murdered and investigations haven't been conducted. I also agree that with anonymous, I hope that those families get closure and that the McCurtain County residents can oust this, this complete monster that should have no business being in any kind of position of power. 
No, and I think we're seeing, hopefully, we keep, I keep using the phrase, the age of accountability. Like, I, I feel like we saw this Texas town where there was like 250 residents and 50 police officers, just absolute corruption that they had bloated this entire police force and were giving tickets to literally anybody because they just had to like keep themselves in business. And so the citizens are like, we're drowning. We can't live like this. And then co- it all gets on the news or it goes viral on TikTok or it's covered, you know, the, something where there's more eyes on it. So, the more and more attention that can be brought to these cases in McCurtain County, the better. So thank you, Anonymous, for sending them to us. And we'll definitely look into them and see for if sure. maybe there is an episode we can do. Absolutely. Thanks. Sinisterhood, we'll be right back. Well, this next one is from Rachel. And the subject line is, I must have ESPN or something. I love both of you. I lived in Texas when I was younger for about eight or nine years. It was the happiest time in my childhood, and I got a blue bonnet tattoo to commemorate that time. Heather, I also had firefighters come to my school in Colleen with one of those trailers. I'm so glad someone else remembers them. Anywho, I have two short knowing the future stories, one with a close brush with true crime. The first one is ridiculous, but my mom still brings it up. When I was nine, my mom picked up a tabloid with Princess Diana, RIP, on the cover. I asked why people were being so mean and still making fun of her after she'd already died. My mom said I must have mixed her up with someone else. Confused, I said I was pretty sure she was the one who died two years before in a car crash going through a tunnel. Well, we all know what happened two years later. I'm almost 40 now, and my mom still thinks I should have been interviewed on Oprah. The next one is kind of a brush with true crime. Back in 2015, when my son was one and a half, we, and a daughter in utero, made our way to Target. Something in me said to keep driving, turn around, and go home. Obviously, my pregnancy hormones were making me insane if I felt like I didn't need to go to Target, right? Well, as I kept driving there, a flash of a man running with a knife entered my brain so heavily that I could have sworn he had crossed the street in front of me. My inner voice then boomed, go home and something inside me grabbed my hands and legs and steered me past the parking lot to make a U-turn and head home. Literally four hours later, I got a news ping on my phone about a mentally unwell man running into Target and stabbing a 16-year-old with a knife. It happened right at the time I would have walked in and been in his line of eyesight. I'm so sorry about what happened to that poor teenager, but I never would have forgiven myself for completely ignoring my intuition and putting my kids in harm's way just for some cute shoes. I'll send an article about that one. I also have ghosty stories as well as sleep paralysis ones if you want. By the way, my handle on Instagram is thank you for ranting, and I totally have those crock dusters you said you'd take two of. I'd love to have the addresses you need me to send them to. I'm so sad I was out of town for your Pittsburgh show, and I promise to be there next time you come through. Keep it creepy. I, that is a very specific thing to say about Princess Di. I mean. A nine-year-old too. Yeah. The fact that she thought she had died two years prior, but Mm -hmm. really she died two years later. Makes me think of some kind of timeline thing. Like why was it both two years, you know? I don't know. There's been times, though, where it's like a weird feeling where you're like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. But this is so specific. Of, yeah. Uh, to specifically say in a car accident, in a tunnel. And again, it's just your nine-year-old. And you're like, well, she's alive right now on the cover of this magazine. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure two years later when that happened, you'd be like, get in here, Rachel. <laughs> How the fuck did you know that? But Call that- up Oprah for sure. Oh yeah, call up. Well, the and the idea of just driving to Target and you have that feeling where you're like, this isn't right. I don't know why I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. And that, but again, we've had that gut instinct of like, I'll just go home. And then you hear something happen later. I'm going to take the day off work, and something happens. But to see a vision of a man with a knife specifically, like you said, there's some timeline some going on. Yeah, or you've tapped into uh, something that a lot of people don't have, but good for you for listening to it kept you and your your kid and your one in in utero and safe and you too well according to the article luckily the 16 year old that was harmed recovered but what a traumatic experience to just have some person run up in in a target of all places where you know your guard is down in places like that like you don't expect stuff like that no, it's definitely an eerie situation when it's just something that's an everyday situation. Going to get groceries at Target, buy shoes, you're going mm-hmm. shopping. The 16-year-old girl is, you know, in town visiting family, going to buy something. And you don't expect the day to take a turn like that. But to get home and see that you narrowly escaped your day taking a turn like that is definitely uh, an eerie feeling. Well, this next one is from Jay. And the subject line is best friends forever. Hi, y'all. Thank you for sharing the supernatural, whether sinister or not. I'm grateful for this outlet to share these stories as I'm writing to help process some recent events, and I figured my story might help others processing similar situations as well. My best friend died in Afghanistan in 2014. We met in fifth grade, and he was always a stable, positive, encouraging, and confident presence in my life. We'll call him Tom. I'm a girl, and he was a guy but the friendship was always 100% platonic. He had the same steady girlfriend for several years while I dated several of his friends. Tom joined the military after high school and I went to college. We always stayed close on a best friends level and the friendship lasted despite breakups, college, deployments, life events, moving, etc. When he was deployed for the final time, I was engaged to a guy I met in college. I'm now divorced from this dude due to his emotional instability and lack of personal insight into who he actually was or what he wanted. But at the time, I was so excited to get married and, of course, invited Tom and his girlfriend. Tom was deployed and expressed his regret about being unable to attend, but his girlfriend RSVP'd yes. Tom was killed on my mom's birthday two weeks before my wedding. We attended the funeral and then got married a week later. For obvious reasons, his girlfriend was unable to make my big day. But as I turned around at the altar after saying I do to college dude, I looked out into the audience and saw Tom alone in the very back pew at the very back of the church, all by himself in one of the four button-down shirts I'd known him to own. There was a shadow over the back pews, so I couldn't make out his face or other details, but I knew it was him, the closest thing I'd ever had to a brother. He had made it to my wedding after all, despite the regret he had shared over being unable to attend while here on earth due to his deployment. He was there for the moment, but as the night went on, I didn't see him again. Fast forward to today. I'm now happily divorced and college guy has remarried a girl with weirdly similar hobbies to mine who shares my hair and eye color. Talk about having a type, am I right? I'm single, working in a career field I love, and living in a town where Tom and I grew up. 
A few days ago, I attended an event recognizing a new building named in Tom's honor. While I saw several friends there and keep a steady social life otherwise, I left with a heavy feeling on my heart, knowing it's been almost 10 years since Tom's passing. I was thinking back on our friendship and memories when I said a little prayer, asking God to tell him in heaven that we miss him here on earth. Not long after I said this little prayer, I opened up my Instagram and saw a suggested post in my timeline from an account I didn't follow. It was a little graphic with the words, whoever sent this to you thinks you're a really good friend and wants you to know that. I smiled. I hadn't prayed that prayer out loud where my phone could hear. I hadn't used terms or phrases in my text messages regarding the event that used the word friend or anything like that. And I haven't had any similar suggestions on my Instagram since then. Thanks, Tom. And thanks, God, for getting my message to him. I miss my best friend, but I'm grateful for the peace in knowing a good friend is never really gone. That's a beautiful way to remember him. Beautiful mm-hmm. story. I uh, To have such a happy, well, at the time, you think you're going to be happy, and then a tragedy like that happened right before, it's always... You're, there's like a sense of guilt, like, should we still be doing this? And then even if you do, you can't fully enjoy it because part of you is hurting so bad. So I'm so glad you were able to look out and have some reassurance and, you know, a little like salve on your soul for, for that moment. Why that feeling of warmth and love of he's here mm-hmm. in spirit, like that part of you, him that you carried forever since he was deployed, since you had been friends for so long, you know, and hadn't seen each other on a regular basis. I think we carry a part of other people with us. And that's such a nice, like, when you can look out and see almost like a physical manifestation mm-hmm. of it and something like that, a little message, like where you just pull up your phone and it's what you needed to hear at that mm-hmm. time. And it's like, like you said, thanks, Tom. I know you're looking out for me. To me, I'll be like, if I'm thinking about a loved one and a song will come on that, like I think of them, I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's up dad? Or what's up? Hey, Hey, mm-hmm. what's up mama? Like, you know, you almost feel like you're thinking of them and it kind of conjures them, whether it's really them playing the song or not. I don't care to me. I'm like, Hey, thanks for playing my jam for me. <laughs> perceptions reality right but also i don't think there's anything harmful and and if you know you open up your instagram and think it's a message from a friend that you're missing and that is what you needed to hear then that's what you needed to hear exactly like whether you said, it's the algorithm or somebody <laughs> reaching out to say hi if it makes you feel better then that's all that matters right so we need that sad for our souls well thank you very much jay for sharing that with us Sinisterhood will be right back. This next one's from Corinne, and the subject line is High School Shenanigans, The Malevolent Muppet Mystery. Hey, Christy and Heather. Thank you for keeping me company on my drives and putting on a fabulous show about the moon in Denver. I listen to you all the time on my way to coach synchronized swimming, and I have to be super careful that you're paused before I hook up my phone to our sound system when I get there. But I'm working on raising your next generation of spooky thing lovers. Tonight, I heard someone's story about school being suddenly canceled for not flesh-eating bacteria, and it triggered my own mysterious school cancellation story. On a cold January day in 2010, I drove my brother to our small K-12 school in Colorado. I was a senior, and he was a sophomore, celebrating his 16th birthday that very day. As we turned into the school, we noticed a weird number of cars turning out of the school, including some cars I recognized as my classmates who should be parking in the high school parking lot. Why were they leaving the school at 7.45 a.m.? 
When we finally made it up the school driveway, we were turned back with many police cars and various emergency vehicles blocking off the parking lot. Sometime in the traffic jam, my flip phone started buzzing with the high school gossip chain. They found a suspicious package in the parking lot. This was a shortly past 9-11 world. Suspicious packages was code for, obviously terrorists have infiltrated our suburban Colorado town where nothing happens. Confused about where to go with our routine disrupted, we returned to the main road and drove home. I did not realize then that my brother has spooky intuition for how serious a situation should be, and he was completely right here too. So when he irreverently exclaimed that it was a birthday bomb, I should have known how this would turn out. Back at home, we pulled up the local news website, and of course, the text rumor mill continued. A mother of an elementary school student identified the package while dropping her kid off early. It was a black bag with weird cans in it, and something bloody was in it. The SWAT team was at the school. They had that robot thing out there like we were in the Hurt Locker. The Boulder Bomb Squad finally deemed the suspicious package safe enough to approach without getting blown up. They tentatively approached and unzipped the duffel, and there was indeed a redded being in there. Our English teachers, Kermit doll, riddled with red paint. And the sketchy cans? Axe spray. It's a high school in 2010. Obviously, Axe body spray was involved. It turns out some kids in 10th or 11th grade stole the Kermit doll and decided it needed a deadly-looking makeover in the form of paintballs or Sharpie or something. Once that was done, they stuffed poor Kermit into someone's duffel bag and left it as a joke in the bed of their friend's pickup truck while he was finishing sports practice. When the friend came back at the end of the day, he certainly didn't want to bring Kermit's corpse home, so he pulled it out of his truck, plopped it on one of the islands in the parking lot, and went on his merry way unaware he'd just incited a bomb incident. I don't think anyone faced charges once things were straightened out, although there was a hot minute when they thought it was my senior class prank. We took particular offense to this since when we were in eighth grade, again, K-12 through school, the senior class blamed their second prank on the eighth graders, and we were done being blamed for shenanigans we did not shenaniganize. Link below is the article from the day of the incident. We got a day off school that I completely misused by studying for AP Calculus instead of being a rebellious teenager, and we went back to school on Thursday like nothing had happened. Oh, no. I love I don't love everything about this because there is fear in the beginning. But imagining the Hurt Locker robot bomb thing happening. Come out there. This, this article, please go to our Instagram. I swear to you, I will post this. It says emergency personnel take pictures of Kermit the Frog in the parking lot from the Peak to Peak Charter School Wednesday morning. The doll with other suspicious items were found in the parking lot. Listen, I'm glad that they come out and they take it seriously, but this fucking photo of the crime scene taking pictures of Kermit the Frog is next level, dude. <laughs> It's the best picture I've ever is seen. Is this real? Yeah, it's so good. No, they had to have staged this. this no, it's so good. <laughs> Paul Aiken, photographer for the Daily Camera, would never stage an image. He's there to capture reality, and that's what happened. It's so much bigger than I thought it was. It's too I'm really sorry that they wrecked that. As a person who collects weird dolls and stuff, it bums me out that your English teacher lost her big-ass Kermit, because that looks oh. like a dope doll. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like it's missing a leg. They ripped There's its foot off. La- there is, its leg is laying over beside it on the asphalt. Honestly, oh, Kermit looks like he's, he got into some Acme dynamite or something and like blew up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ridiculous. But that is such a wacky. Yeah, your brother was right. It was a birthday bomb. It was a 
present inside. Which it was. Is it, they were image. like, you don't need to come to school today. How embarrassing, though, that you're like, oh, stupid friends, and you just toss the duffel bag because you're like, I'm not going to deal with this. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, did you hear there's a bomb at school? What? <gasps> Uh-oh. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a black duffel bag with cans and something bloody in it left on an island, and you're like, oh, wax body spray, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just someone saying that, I immediately, it's visceral. I immediately can smell it. It's yeah. so much. <laughs> it's its own, it's just its own sharp scent. We it's had its own had thing. Until the mid two thousands, and now we we can't leave it because those cans is it are still around? Oh yeah, they produce it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, if you accidentally find yourself in that target aisle, you're like, okay, I know where I'm at. All right, is that a deal? Is that a deal breaker, ladies? <laughs> if we, if you're dating someone, it's early on. You're dating. You go over to their house. You're using the bathroom, and you see like a can of Axe body spray there. Are you like, oh, well, this isn't going to work out. Are or you do both- you say, you know what? It's not that bad. Do you let it, do you let it slide? It would depend. If you're both teenagers in high school, then it's fine. Um, <laughs> What's the age <laughs> cutoff for trip. being allowed to use Axe body spray? I would say like two years out of college, but also I feel like Axe does. <laughs> out have- of college? Yeah. Like, cause guys aren't going to like completely, you know, they're not. Somebody, they should have a finishing class for all of us, honestly, when we graduate anything and be like, listen, we left some shit out and we're going to just <laughs> give it to you straight right here. We have 30 minutes. Go. All right. Here's some sanitize, like personal hygiene things we need to cover. Here's this. And just don't overdraw your checking account. Fees are crazy. Credit Dude, cards. Dude, yeah. You're going to pay a lot of interest. Let me tell Tommy you. Tommy and I talk all the time about how no one in high school that isn't maybe your parents and if they don't do it, then you're just fucked. Like tells you how those things work Uh -uh. like uh, you know what i mean like the importance of like credit and all of that like you just don't know and then you graduate and you're an idiot and you run up a bunch of credit cards and then you're paying for it for decades right that's what i got a an email from the dallas bar and some organization was asking for volunteers to go to schools and be like hey we're gonna give you this like smart money system pro you know it was kind of like i don't know if it's from the federal government the ftc or somebody but it's kind of like a little prepackaged school approved thing but also they were asking for particularly bankruptcy and c- consumer attorneys to co- to go out and talk to students and be like i'll tell you what happens if you run up a credit card and don't pay it off like here's kind of worst case scenario but also on the front end how it works and how it functions because like you said no one's telling us no one told me <laughs> no i i was uh there was a lot of stuff that i think we should have all been taught at some point in our educational years that just doesn't get taught. Maybe it does now. I don't know. Well, I think we can blame the government going in and being like, well, you have to ring a bell every four minutes and make sure the kids are learning. And then they'll be regurgitating the information on a standardized test with Mm -hmm. bubbles in it. I'm sure if we would trust educators to educate instead of forcing guidelines on them that are meaningless and just done by corporations, we probably would get some even better stuff than we already get. But unfortunately, there's a lot of that. Thanks, George. Don't get me started on standardized tests. 
I remember being like, these tests suck shit when I was a kid. And my mom's like, thank W. And I was like, whatever. And then I grew up and I was like, no, it was him. (laughs) (laughs) It was Texas's fault. So sorry, America. I don't do well on standardized tests. And it sucks because I'm a smart person. But if you if that's what you're going to let somebody into college over, it really sucks if you don't test well. Mm-hmm. And it's then you do get to label people as, oh, well, you know, you're a low achiever. You're a high achiever. And it's like some people are just good at memorizing and some of them have ADHD and completely zone out during the math part of the L- the SAT and get almost a zero on it. So. Oh, dude, the math part. <laughs> I don't even know if I scored anything. I mean, it was rough. It was it was rough. It was just like, oh, I'm a guess. I'm a guess. So I wonder yeah. if I took that test now, how I would do. Is there a way you can just take the SAT for? I'm going to say for funsies. Let's do it for not, fun. I just want to see if I, with no preparation, if I would score higher now than I did when I took it in high school. That would be fun. We should because I know they changed the the elements of it. So we would have to find like a practice one from when we took it if we wanted like a one to one measurement. Because okay. I think it, it used to be it was scored between I don't know like five hundred and fifteen hundred, and now it's like eight hundred and twenty three hundred or something. Oh, you know God. what I mean? I think they they changed like what all you have to like. Yeah, you know what I mean. What all you have to do? So well, I think sixteen hundred was the highest when I. I feel like me too. That when I took it, that you could get when I was nowhere close to that one. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. And then I had a lot of friends take the ACT. Yeah, which I never took that. I, I didn't either. But my friends that took it were like, "It's so much. It's easier, and the scoring is easier." Someone should so, have told me that. I know because I think that one is like something to thirty or thirty-five. So you know it's it's a different scoring system and it's easier to score higher apparently i don't even okay. know if they still do that no i do remember whatever i scored it was like reasonably near what jesse on saved by the bell scored when she was <laughs> devastated that she thought her life was over and i remember having seen that and then i remember getting my score and i was like wait a minute uh, oh, <laughs> oh shit. was that when she was taking caffeine pills to stay up to study and zach had to confront her um, I'm, so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm so scared, Zach. Jesse, what are these? Jesse, what that are these? scene lives in my head rent free. I think so I much. thought about that like within the past week. I've thought about that scene. That's why when we had that 90s party for my sister's birthday and Aaron for his high proof, he goes, I'm going to make a tumbler for it. And I was like, can you carve Jesse Spano crying on the front of this cup? And he was like, <laughs> you your ass, I can. And I was like, that's high proof way. I was like, so we, I have a mug that says, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And it's her crying on the front. But I yeah, I think that might, I can't remember if it's that one. I definitely know it's the same one where she's, uh, they're trying to be part of like a girl group and they were jumping on trampolines. This took a turn into Saved by the Bell memories, but I don't remember that one. And I think I've seen them all. I probably would if I started yeah. see, uh, watching it. But oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so what a show. Floods back. And they're all like 35 on that oh show. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> We were talking about this recently. That in 90210. We're like, we all watched that just like, yeah, this is what high schoolers look like. <laughs> I remember as a kid being like, getting into high school and being like, why are these fucking kids in here? <laughs> You're like, uh, I don't see anyone that uh, looks like Luke Perry. Yeah. Um, excuse me, where is the motorcycle? Yeah, why aren't any of you guys have like gray at your temples right? or like some crow's feet around your eyes? Oh, <laughs> man. So well-dressed. So just, oh, I mean, always. you know, they were all rich. So 
That's how it is in old SoCal on TV. Nine oh two one oh, or well, as we recently saw on TikTok, oh someone giving the ad or someone <laughs> asked what the bathroom code at Starbucks was, and the barista said nine zero two one zero, and the person that asked died because they were like. <laughs> You're so young that you don't know that that's 90210. Like, oh, this is horrifying. Oh, no. <laughs> Sinisterhood will be right back. Oh, man. Well, our last story is actually from a friend of ours, Daisy Egan from the Strange and Unexplained podcast. And Daisy not only has Strange and Unexplained, but she has an all new podcast that she tells us about in this interview as well called Dear Daisy, which is about secrets. I love this concept so very much. People can send written letters to her or online letters. It's anonymous. And then she reads those letters. They are secrets. And she says... Some of them are, you know, lighthearted, but most of them people really pour their heart out. And it's kind of like when we have done the the Reddit, uh, the subreddit of get off my chest. Like the, sometimes people just need an outlet where they can say what they need to say and it's anonymous and Daisy is giving you that outlet. And for all, if you're not familiar with the Strange and Unexplained podcast, she covers pretty much kind of similar things that we do, but in her own way. She's got her own twist on it, but things like alien abductions, phenomenon, true crime. You'll hear us talk about one of her favorite cases in this interview uh, and a case that we started looking up too after we talked with her. So we hope you enjoy her Freaky Friday story and check out Strange and Unexplained wherever you get your podcast and check out Dear Daisy on the Grab Bag Collab Network on Patreon. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Also, she's going to be at Obsessed Fest, hey. just like we will, October 20th through the 22nd here in Dallas. We're so excited. You can go to sinisterhood.com slash live shows, and we have the link there for tickets on passes and information. It's going to be such a fun weekend. There's podcasters, listeners, kind of everyone just... It, there's no like gatekeeping. It's just yeah. podcasters and listeners kind of walking around together. So... Yeah. It's nice because usually we're backstage, we do the show, and then we go backstage again. So we don't get a ton of interaction with listeners. So this is going to be a really fun way to do that. Right. We're all kind of into the same things. We're going to do a live show recording. So make sure you're there for it. And then also we're going to go attend stuff because there's live shows, oh, yeah. panels, and and there's game Happy shows hours. that we're going to be in. Happy hours. So we can't wait to see y'all there. Uh, but until then, enjoy our conversation with the incomparable, fabulous Daisy Egan. Hi, everybody. Today, we are joined by Daisy Egan of the Strange and Unexplained podcast. Each week, she takes you into a fascinating and terrifying tale, all the kind of stuff we love and we know you'll love, too. There's Ray Rivera, The Bell Witch, Lake City Quiet Pills, New Jersey Watcher, and tons of stuff that we've never even looked at, like what's going on with The Simpsons and why can they predict the future? <laughs> so we're so excited to have somebody who's into so much of the same stuff as us. Daisy Egan, welcome. Hey, thank Welcome. you so much for having me. I'm glad this worked out. We had a lot of technical issues to the point <laughs> where we started to think that like something was interfering supernaturally. Uh, right? I was Honestly, like, Honestly, we were three <laughs> powerful witches. So I you know? assume when you get us together, it's just all everything. Computers don't know how to behave. It's exactly. going to glitch. It's going to glitch with us. Well, uh, Strange and Unexplained, uh, you're going to be at Obsessed Fest, too. So we're really excited to see yes. you perform live at Obsessed Fest and get to hang out with you. Tell us a little bit about what kind of your favorite cases are to cover and what all y'all talk about on Strange and Unexplained. 
Oh man. First of all, it's, I love it so much. And when Patrick approached me with this idea, I remember thinking like, there can't be that many cases. Like how can you? And then of course I remembered that, you know, unsolved mysteries was on the air forever. Right. Uh, so there's, there's no, there's no, uh, what am I trying to say? There's like no a lack of stories. Yeah. The lack of, yeah. Oh. The, the well runs deep, unfortunately. Yeah. With I, the, I uh, always say that my brain crime. is like rotted Swiss cheese right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love covering cases that are truly confounding. Like, uh, I recently covered the Yuba County five. Which, yeah, and, you know, and universally the response has been like, I don't get, like, what could have happened, you know? Right. And and some people, you know, it's just for your listeners, like these five guys in the 70s who were all developmentally disabled, except for one who was schizophrenic and like violently schizophrenic went on a road trip to see a basketball game and then they ended up 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 this mountain and they disappeared and it took Mm. way too long to find them. It should not have taken that long. And they were all dead except Mm. for the guy who had the schizophrenia. He was gone and they Mm. have never found him. And so a lot of people think like, Oh, he must've done because he was, he had a very violent past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was on his meds and he was doing well. And his father said, like, you know, you can tell when he's not on his meds. He was on his meds. His doctors were like, this is a really successful case of somebody who's been able to like bounce back. And unless he had some weird anomalistic, like psychotic break while he was on his Mm -hmm. meds and thought maybe they were in trouble or they were being chased or something, maybe he convinced them like, we got to run, we got to run. But I don't think he, I don't think he killed them. Yeah. You know, and it's How just. How were they so, found dead? Were they, were there so, wounds? No. So two of the men were found on the road, uh, like this, mm. this um, like logging road, basically, which again, the fact that they didn't see this road or search this road or go down this road doesn't make sense because it should have been on the maps. It's like a service road. Yeah. Mm. But they didn't see it until the snow had melted and two of them were uh. dead on the road and dead for, I mean, there were skeletons. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of them, there was this trailer about 19 miles down this road, like a forest service trailer. And one of them was found completely tucked in, like somebody had tucked him in and his hands were on his chest. And he had been dead for, they said somewhere between, it was a short, like, if they had found him two weeks earlier, he might've mm. been alive. Wow. And they could tell from like the beard growth, but the cr- craziest thing about it, aside from the fact that nobody knows what happened and this guy disappeared is that in the trailer and in this little storage shed near the trailer, there were, there was enough food to feed them for months and months and months, Ooh, wow. like military meals. Uh, there was um, a, like a, generator or whatever they could have had heat and there was all this extra warm clothing and they didn't touch any of it and it looks like they never even tried to start a fire like it's it's something happened sounds like something happened almost immediately upon getting there 
right? Like something came upon them or mm-hmm. like you said, it, or, it got them to run out and away from safety and food and power. Yeah. It's like Dyatlov Pass, mm-hmm. shades yes. of Dyatlov Pass. Yes, yeah, totally, totally. Wow. It yeah. did make me think of that too. Um, so yeah, I love, and the Dyatlov Pass was also another one yes. where it's just like, what? happened yeah because right. stick with us yeah yeah none none of the none of the explanations make any sense you know mm-hmm. um so i really yeah. love covering things like that and then honestly you know i came i am i call myself a gullible skeptic like <laughs> i'm pretty skeptical but i can also be drawn in pretty easily <laughs> but i do really appreciate like alien stories that we can't that we also can't explain away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously there's life elsewhere. Yes. Um, and, you know, or we live in a simulation and it's just somebody <laughs> playing also, with. Also a possibility. <laughs> um, Something we've, we've thought about as well. Oh, yes. We just interviewed uh, a, the director of the aerial phenomenon, which is about that aerial school UFO incident in Rua, Zimbabwe, and just you yes. know talking to people who are like, "No, this is real," and then we don't know what it really is, but we know it's something. That's yeah. those type of uh, mysteries just always stay with us forever. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I feel like yeah. you know, it's like it's like if you're driving somewhere and you come across like a really gross sketchy town and you're like i'm gonna i don't need to stop there i feel like that's what happens when they come by earth they yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, yes, we're good we're like, fine uh, thank you we've seen enough we're okay <laughs> <laughs> outdoors, like we're all set uh, we're all good no for yeah. real well and you have the strange and unexplained podcast but you're also launching a new podcast mm-hmm. called dear daisy that's about speaking of unexplained it's about secrets yeah. so you're gonna get Ooh. secrets from listeners like real life people things they've never told anybody before yeah we've actually already uh aired seven episodes and i do two letters a week and yeah you know i thought that it was going to be more of a comedy podcast. I, I thought people were going to be telling me about times that they like poop their pants at a job interview or like, right. you know, <laughs> funny, funny, embarrassing yeah, things. Yeah. But it's all, it's all been pretty heavy except for one mm. person who wrote about uh, anal sex. <laughs> Which <laughs> was very, it's pretty funny. But, um, but no, it's, uh, it's pretty heavy. People write about, this is had has been the case with me since as long as I can remember is that people do tend to come to me with like their trauma, uh, mm-hmm. people, I, people I barely know. Uh, and so that tradition has continued with Dear Daisy. <laughs> and it's, you know, I love it. And I love it so much. I would do this for the rest of my life if I could. I love how vulnerable people will be. Um, I love that people trust me to mm-hmm. to share these things. I love that um, I'm learning so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really, I'm learning a lot. I mean, you know, these are things that I've known, but like I'm learning that like women walk around with so much guilt and shame mm-hmm. for things that are not, they don't need to feel guilt or shame about. You know, yeah. we just ca- we carry it with it's us. Fear. Yeah. And, oh, well, we think we're the only fear. ones. And I yeah. think that's why your show, a show like yours is so powerful yeah. is because, mm. oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one. Yes. I, somebody else has felt like this. Did I read as well that you're like you're you've have experience as a doula? 
I did, yes, I am a doula. I feel like that has like you're you're able to like be let people be vulnerable and bring things yes. forth. Like, there's like yeah. some connection there. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I, you yeah, do have two. I've had two doulas, and you you doula have their vibe, <laughs> which is a, a huge compliment because to be yeah. have literal bedside manner, but yeah, to be with someone at their to be most fearful, most vulnerable, and make them feel comfortable and soothed yes. is a huge characteristic to have. And I think your listeners clearly see that in you and feel safe telling you things. Well, it's it really is an honor to be able to do it. And and yeah, I've gotten feedback from from people who've said, you know, I thought I was the only one who felt this way. And mm-hmm. it's so great to hear how how widespread it is and that it's not my fault. It's just all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it's going in a direction I didn't expect, but I, I just love it so much. That's, That's kind awesome. of been our experience with freaky Fridays that we do that are listener odd, but true tales. And there we do get wacky. wacky. We haven't got any about anal sex <laughs> yet. yet. <laughs> They're coming now. Well, Trust wait, me. Wait we're going to do, story. we're going to do a whole, <laughs> 10 part series of, of that, I'm sure. But it's become this place, especially for women to share their stories about domestic violence, stalking, uh, sexual assault. And we hear so often from listeners, you know, people writing in saying, can you give Daisy from that last freaky Friday, my, my personal number, mm-hmm. because I went through something similar and mm-hmm. I would love to connect with them. And, and even like posting on social to each other and, you know, yes. fan groups, like, I don't know if that person from that story was here, but you're not alone. And it's just so humbling to, to know that, you know, like something that like you said, we all thought this was going to be funny and comedy and yeah. it is, but it's evolved into something that we didn't predict, but that now we can't imagine it not being. Yeah. 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 It's so, it's so great. And it really is. It is an honor to, as I'm sure you feel to be a container for people's, you know, stories. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I feel sure they might not otherwise be able to be heard that way. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful thing that you're doing. Yeah. And especially when it's anonymous, you know, people can, people can really, say what they need to say without yeah. worry, you know, yeah. let loose for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Do well, we have, you have a freaky, freaky Friday story for us here today. Here? I do. We're very stoked to hear it. Well, you know, I was worried because, and I, I think I wrote to you about this, but I, I think maybe it's because I'm a skeptic. People tell me I'm not open to it, but I've never seen a ghost. I'd like to, me I mean, too. a nice, a fun, a fun one, same, not, like same, a, not same. a scary one. <laughs> I, I have, I have uh, had sleep paralysis since I was a teenager. I've never seen the the man with the, the hat. Hat man. Mm-hmm. No. Um. So I was like, I don't know that I have a good story. And then I, I, you know, I have this is my story. So I lived in LA for some time, and uh, me and my family went there on a like a Sunday afternoon in. 2021 I think so you know people were like just really starting to come out of their homes and Mm -hmm. we went and got ice cream and we were standing in this sort of uh like not alley but like a a little alley that has shops 
in it. Right, right. You know, you know not like a, a side street with little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're standing yeah. out by the dumpsters, enjoying <laughs> yeah, your ice you know. cream as one does in Los Angeles. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <-huh. laughs> exactly. And um, I looked up, and I saw a series of things in the sky that were, wow. you know, circle looking, and were definitely uh, shiny, reflecting you know, reflective surfaces. And I believe I counted tw like 12 or 14 of them in a line moving Ooh. together at the same speed, as far as I remember, like, you know, like the intervals yeah. between them staying and then and then one more came a little later. Wow. He was me. He was dealing with his hiccups and that's why he <laughs> yeah. showed up late. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm coming. I'm on my way. <laughs> his his spaceship's like vroom, vroom. pulling up the rear to be like, turn around, turn around. This place Come is back. garbage. Turn around. We've, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> it's like they've exited for Earth. Go and get them safe. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I, I watched them for a while and I, I was like, is everybody seeing this? And you know, people started looking up and, and everyone was like, what the hell is that? And I tried to get video, but it's, you know, it's grainy. It's all the way yeah. up there. And then I, I Googled it. I think the next day to be like, somebody had to have, somebody sure. else had to have seen this. And I think I saw like one thing on Twitter, <laughs> God rest Twitter. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. From, <laughs> from uh you know just a person saying uh -huh, yeah. that they saw however many of these there were uh you know a little bit south which was the way they were heading when they were heading sort of southwest when or yeah south okay and and they saw them over a freeway a, a little bit after i did south of where i was okay but that's I validating did. that you know you right? weren't making yeah. it up. Mm -hmm. And right. I, I Googled it the other day and I couldn't find anything about it. Wow. What day was this? Maybe some listeners. We have a lot of LA listeners. Has anyone seen these flying discs? Were you there? <laughs> 12 to uh, 14. You know what? It's probably in my photo history. Oh, that's oh, true. That's yeah. The, that's the thing about these these UFOs or whoever's visiting us in the last probably like 10, 15, well, I guess probably the last like 15, 20 years. They're like, all of them have cameras on them now and video cameras. Yeah. They're taking our pictures Damn it. and they're sending them to each other on this thing called Twitter. <laughs> we must come to Earth to destroy Twitter. We will change its name to X. Yeah, maybe um, maybe they're the ones. Maybe Elon Musk is actually a. I think he's smart he's something. It. He's something for sure. An alien. Yeah. Evil, evil alien. I don't know. Yeah, I like to think aliens are benevolent, and I don't think that of Elon Musk. So I think he's a creature from the, the depths of some <laughs> disgusting swamp. Yeah, <laughs> slithered out. I mean, honestly, he did slither. He, he slithered. slithered for sure. He he doesn't really walk on those legs those are no, fake he <laughs> it's, all, it's an exoskeleton his chest opens up like it's like a door and then it's like he's like scampers across the ground post another meme and they're like that's really cringe man uh, anyway i gotta put on my human are, legs so nobody are, knows what i am are he and zuckerberg actually doing that mma fight um, oh I, God! Yeah. <laughs> well, if the world wasn't ending yet, it certainly now is with yeah. this news. 
I just, I just <laughs> hope that, like, you know, I don't want to wish pain on anybody, but maybe they'll just, <laughs> maybe they'll take each other out. Maybe, cross maybe, knockout. You know, so nature does us a favor in this one. Maybe it's survival of the fittest, and yeah. neither of them are fit. So exactly. It's a facto. <laughs> dot dot dot. Therefore. <laughs> Therefore. Yeah. What are we gonna do without X and Facebook? Probably uh thrive, I yes. would yeah, imagine. Be, be, be much to each happier and yeah. nicer yeah. to each other. Kinder. Kinder yeah. to each other, certainly. <laughs> well, that was the message the aliens gave the children in aerial phenomenon. Right. They saw these visions when they looked into their eyes of technology and all they could really explain was technology we need to be careful with it like if we keep using it this way and that was in the 90s so yeah i think the prediction was pretty accurate they weren't wrong yeah i think yeah they're like technology don't let technology burn the planet and Mm -hmm. we're like oh whoops nobody listened to that no you know it's speaking of which i saw tiktok the other day there was some guy i don't know who the hell he was but he was like people often ask me how i can stay so positive um and he was like you know with with the world falling apart the way it is and he's like look i grew up in the 80s when there was hole in the ozone and acid rain and the you know the russians were gonna nuke us and he listed a few things and he's like and now here we are 30 years later the russians didn't nuke us Mm -hmm. ozone is getting fixed the blah 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 blah." and i was like well yeah except that all (laughs) all of the things that they were warning us about 30 years ago are yeah like the global warming is happening because of the things they were warning us so i don't yeah. What are you talking I, about, dude? I think we, it's like you can't get a cut <laughs> and then let it turn into a gangrene ty- type of infection and go, yeah. listen, but the cut's fixed. The cut's yeah. gone. The and you're like, this is something way worse, but yeah. it Do is gone. Do you see the cut anymore? Because <laughs> Well, I like, I, I volunteer on Fridays um, and my buddy of mine that I volunteer with is in his 70s and like so many times he'll just go, Mortality is a gift. I'll be like, oh yeah, technology is advancing to our AIs in the future and da 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 in the next 20 years. And being that he's in his 70s, he's just like, mortality is a gift. (laughs) 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 That should be the t-shirts that everyone wears to the Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk MMA fight. And then maybe they'll get the message. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, he ain't wrong. Well, man, so I don't know what those are. That's a friend of ours saw some UFOs in the sky, not quite what you're describing because it was at night and it was lit up. And it did turn out to be a Starlink satellite. Some, it when it goes into the sky, it has this like um, back and forth kind of LED, like, and so it does look disturbing, but it was at nighttime and lit up. And when he went to Twitter and was like, did anyone see a UFO over Dallas? It was like, oh, SpaceX is launching a satellite, but it was very easily like, that's right. the answer. So I, think I, I saw that was- when I was Googling this. Right. That's uh, such they a usually announced You it. thought you saw a UFO and it's just that. Wah, what a letdown. What a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do them in the day. But if, our new theory, and tell us how you feel about this, yeah. is that they're absolutely our visitors from another world and that they have some connection to the ocean. Like mm-hmm. maybe they land in the ocean because a lot of these sites are see or a lot of the, the spotting of uh, a craft, you know, in the you, un- unidentified aerial phenomenon was going on a couple years ago that the 
when the army, uh, I wasn't the yes. army, but the military the guys, so I, yeah, I was all yeah. around the water. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was over the, the sea craft. For the yeah. And th- that's another one. It's like, how, how do you explain it? No, nobody right. can explain it. You know, the ocean is too big for something not to be down there. And when we were speaking to Randall Nickerson yesterday, who we also told this theory to, and he was like, yeah, yeah, they live Mm -hmm. underwater. Like (laughs) without pause. Um, He's like the amount of times I've had people tell me they've seen a craft over water or going into water or coming out of water. He said, Mm -hmm. he said in Antarctica, there's definitely something going on. So he was saying, extremes where humans can't live extreme depths or extreme cold because they know nobody's going to come knocking on their door because nobody can get to them but occasionally they are spotted and i found that fascinating and another point he made was you know if we were in war times and we were trying to spy on another country you set up a base where you're you know and then you send people out so he was liking an under underwater base to something like that where yeah this is just kind of their mission and they're here for a while to gain resources probably or information and then but for the most part they leave us alone yeah i feel like again that's like that's like a human being sent to antarctica for like research (laughs) it's like really i have to go there like yeah yeah oh man i I gotta go to earth I'll go to Earth, but only if I could be in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, not near anyone. And they're like, okay, you can have the assignment. But when we hear that it's only 5% of the oceans that have been explored, I'm like, there could be whole ass things down there. Oh, we don't know yeah. About. yeah. Whole communities we don't know about for sure. Yeah. Well, do you hear, <laughs> speaking of like Antarctica, they found a tube worm, like a prehistoric tube worm. That no, when they, I did when, not. When, they, when the ice thawed, it woke up. It re and, it regenerated. Oh, and not no. not only that, it was pregnant. Ah! Oh, <laughs> this ain't this this ain't the plot of a Michael Crichton novel. This is real life. <laughs> I mean, this is real life. Yeah, it just happened very recently. Is this the only one that's still known of? Like there's not about to be other the only than one. That's what I'm saying. We're about to bring it back. This is some Jurassic exactly. Park shit. Yeah. Oh, also, there was a woman in um, the Congo, I think, who uh, was going to the <laughs> was going to the doctors. It's not funny because she was really sick and nobody could figure out what was wrong with her. Uh, she was like, "Please don't say it was a tube worm. Please don't say it was a tube worm. It was a mm-hmm. parasitic, like a uh, snake worm." I don't remember what they called it, but it was some sort of parasitic uh, ringworm or whatever the fuck in her brain. And when they pulled it out, it was very long, like eight centimeters or something like that. Was it coiled in there like an extension cord? Oh God my God. And then what they figured out was she had harvested some local grasses and didn't clean them properly before cooking them and so there was snake poop that had the parasites in it shit oh man something like that just just tiny little in and it takes it 
Yep. Man, this is might be a stupid question, but did she survive? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a story God to tell does. at her next party. <laughs> I know. Could you imagine? She's like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Two truths and a lie. <laughs> She's like, oh, a headache? Have really? You ever had an eight inch? <laughs> <laughs> Parasitic brain amoeba living in your head? <laughs> well. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. stops the conversation at a party. Someone's like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go back to the buffet. It was nice to meet you though. Uh, I gotta I gotta <laughs> go. The buffet. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I brought a dish, you should eat it. No, no, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. Thank you very much. So Yeah, damn though, you're right though. Thinking about just we have unearthed something from the depths of Antarctica. Yeah. We gotta be careful with all that. So are yeah, they boy. going to uh is mother going to deliver these babies? Uh, probably if she hasn't already yeah ain't that about a bitch you got you got pregnant and you're pregnant for like a billion years <laughs> oh god <laughs> but she at least you're frozen like, in time pregnant? she's like god damn it and i'm cold you Suck. like fall asleep <laughs> thinking all oh, the babies will be out when i wake up and you're like really they're not they're still here you mean i still have to be a mother after in all trouble. this time it yeah. Also, it also goes to show that at least for simple organisms like a tube worm, like cryogenic freezing is a thing. Yeah. Right. Bringing it back to Elon Musk. They're trying to yeah. upload Neuralink, you know, trying to upload brains and freeze mm -hmm. bodies. We did a whole transhumanism episode. Mm -hmm. And it's just so intriguing how the desperation of like wanting to, you know, I want to be immortal. Like, you yeah, know, I feel like some of those billionaires want immortality. And so you tell them we could freeze you and you'd come back. And it's like, you're just a worm when they unfreeze <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. worm. He's always been one. <laughs> yeah. So. Although I have to say, like, in, you know, in the, in like the Buddhism, faith uh they say although it's not a religion i guess it's a practice but anyway the belief is that uh karma like if you don't get enlightened you get sent back to earth to do it again and if you have bad karma you come back as like a bug or a worm and mm -hmm. i'm like that to me doesn't sound like a punishment like <laughs> to be like a non-thinking animal yeah. that it basically is left alone fine yeah. that lives yeah. a very short time <laughs> well, like, i had like okay, a tiny cool. ass lizard on my uh little my outdoor table the other day and i was like it was just standing in the sun and then i put some water and it was drinking water and it just drank the water and its eyes were open and then it looked up and it just closed its eyes and i was oh. like what a vibe and there yeah. was a little rock and i was like i'd come back as that little lizard absolutely yeah, yeah. i'd totally. love to be a ladybug everybody oh, likes ladybugs yeah, yeah. they're lucky or yeah. a cat, you know, cats just yeah. sleep. Lay a in bird, the sun and sleep. I want to fly. Yeah. Yes. I'd be a spoiled chihuahua. <laughs> What'd you say? Spoiled chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you said in my head I heard Beelzebub, and I was like, I well, would do that too. I you could also come back be as Beelzebub. I would like to come back. I got some notes, so <laughs> I feel like I can change things up a bit while I was there. <laughs> I just feel like, wouldn't it suck if you died and came back and you were aware of it and you were like, oh, God, I'm a ladybug and I, I have used to, do to this be again? a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to get a ladybug podcast and you I mean, introduce a whole new bug's life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a matter of time. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. we're so glad we got to chat with you today. Yes, what, uh, you're so fun to talk to. I, I you. know that we're going to have yeah. a lot of fun at Obsessed Fest. 
Obsessed Fest is, I have to say, it is so much fun to like yes. meet all of the listeners and they're all so excited to be there. And mm-hmm. they're just, it's, it's just, it's a love fest for three days. It's, it. it's really love great. It. Yeah. Yes. All right, looking forward to the, the schedule being announced so that we can mark off and, and make sure that we get to see you perform live, see all yes. these panels. Uh, we're, we're in Dallas, but I think we're going to just try to stay around the whole weekend and take nice. it all in. And yeah. like you said, it seems like such a fun, uh, just a, a way to connect with everybody with uh, podcasters and listeners and the whole crew. So we're stoked yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So it's for a special time. It's going to be, be so much good fun. weather. Yes. And it's the State Fair of Texas. If you have time on beforehand oh, or yeah. the day, you're a corny dog. We'll it's, take, a, take it's a big deal. It's a big dog. deal here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for everybody that we, Strange and Unexplained is on podcast apps everywhere. For Dear Daisy, where can folks go to learn more? So Dear Daisy is part of a, a podcasting network that um, myself and Amber Hunt and Amanda Rossman started. They're you know, no big deal. Awesome. They they both won Pulitzer Prizes. Whatever. I guess female Tony Award winner. Let's yeah. not act like that's amazing. Yes, we haven't even addressed that. But that is incredible as well. And what what was the musical? The Secret Garden. Secret Garden. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, but we we started a new network called Grab Bag Collab, and it is it's a new model. It's all Patreon. So it's only five, $5 a month is the lowest tier and $5 gets you all of the podcasts that are on the network right now. It's dear Daisy and Amber and Amanda's podcast, the catalyst, which is a really great little like true crime half hour show where she doesn't say the name of the killer. So you, you either are such a true crime fanatic that you know it instantly or like Mm -hmm. it takes you a while. It's great. Um, Isn't it kind of like the catalyst of what got them to to take on this life of crime? It's like their backstory, that early day backstory of like what could have, because we always say it on these true crime podcasts where we talk about the crime and the punishment and the aftermath, but you know, oftentimes it's real real brief up front and we'll be like, oh, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. It's kind of like this, you know, mix of bad things that happen to people. So that's really fascinating to drill down to that early moment. I love Mm -hmm. that idea of like, what is that pivot point? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got to tune in. It's really great. And um, we're going to be adding quarterly podcasts, which will be like eight to 12 episodes, you know, just like an arc of something or some of them might be radio plays like we're open to everything. And basically what we really wanted it to be and what we want it to be is sort of like a a collective, you know, where, where people who have ideas that can't get their podcast sold to a big network because you have to be a big celebrity now uh can come try out their idea get it produced and then maybe have a package to go you know to go sell um elsewhere and it's all it's all profit share and you keep your ip which is so great oh yeah that's key in the industry for sure yeah yeah so that's amazing i love that you've given new creators a platform to hone their skills and yeah. I, I we are both fans of not gatekeeping stuff so yeah, yeah. I think that's great yeah yeah I love it and so how can people join just go to <laughs> patreon.com slash is it grab bag collab you said exactly patreon.com slash grab bag collab and there's different uh tiers and you know we're <laughs> we're both well all three of us are very busy we're all parents and we have other full-time jobs so it's like we're going slowly we're not really you know we're not crazy about like it needs to grow we need to do this fast Mm -hmm. like we're just like it's gonna take time 
And so the bonuses that we have so far aren't like the greatest because we're trying to figure out how to make all of that work. Um, But we like to say that, you know, at whatever level you give, one of the bonuses is that you can really feel like you're supporting women and supporting new work and supporting voices that otherwise sometimes wouldn't get heard. So, yeah, that's so valuable. And that's what I was going to say is it's joining now. You're not joining on the front end. Like, Oh, I want to get all these perks. It's I want to be a part of something and I want to see what more you bring to the table, knowing how great the catalyst is and how great dear Daisy is already. If that's the kind of stuff, like let's go ahead and join now. It's almost, it's like a Kickstarter, but you already all get stuff. Part of it. That's great. Yeah, totally. And that's great. And I have, seen some feedback online from people who uh, don't like strange and unexplained because, you know, I'm very opinionated and I can be pretty, <laughs> I can be pretty snarky. Um, and we the love feedback that. Is, thank I, you. I love it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you don't like it, you're just not for me and that's fine. Right? But mm-hmm. the vibe on Dear Daisy is totally different. You know, yeah. that's just, it's a whole mm. different can of worms. And usually I'm snarky toward, people who deserve the snarkiness mm-hmm. <laughs> not to people not to people who are writing in to be like a horrible thing happened to me yeah you know? yeah, yeah certainly <laughs> like i said we are like you're now like using your doula skills but for people's stories and secrets and that's a beautiful thing and of course you yeah. take that with the utmost seriousness yeah. and would only be on the side of the writer of who did this to you fuck them you know <laughs> like they'll still i'm sure there's still some of that exactly. in there. exactly <laughs> yeah Well, we'd love it. We'll put a link to the Patreon for Grab Back Collab. We'll put info on Obsessed Fest and Strange and Unexplained and all the show notes. But we cannot wait to hang out with you in Dallas. And we so, so appreciate hanging out with you today. What a blast. Yes. Thank you so much for talking. And yeah, I can't wait uh, to hang out in person because we got so much to talk about. We all have so much in common. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just talk about aliens for yeah. Days. Say, there's just yeah. weird. Mostly, I just want to tell you about weird shit in Dallas. Like, oh, you yeah. like strange and unexplained stuff? We got some weird stuff going on. Well, well I don't know if it. you've heard of JFK, but th- there was a little uh, thing that I happened here so. with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Patrick requested that we cover the JFK conspiracy, so I'm trying to. We're trying to do due diligence. We got Richard Belzer's book on it, so it's going right. to be wheels off. Great. <laughs> I uh, I wrote. I did an episode about the Babushka lady. Nice. Oh, great. We'll, we'll listen to your episode and yeah. we can quote you since we're yes. obsessed with we'll And then <laughs> I will tell you guys about my husband's verified ghost story when I see you. <gasps> oh, please. Yes. Because yeah, I am like you. I want a ghost. I want an alien. Nice ones. Yeah. Or neutral. They don't even neutral. have to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Just not mean. And I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, but- I'm open. Yes, Randall Nickerson told us once you are open minded, then you're more likely to receive yeah. a visit. I'll so like okay. he said, the aliens don't don't approach you until they know you're ready. So that's fair. I'm that's ready. Like, yeah. That's like a dog or a cat or True. a child or a yeah. person. You know? Well, like you said, <laughs> right, or like you said earlier, they're like it's earth. Don't put your hands near their mouths, they bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Like they're like dogs. Wait till they're ready. Let them right. sniff you a little yeah. and then you can pet you them. It. Yes. Right. Make sure you wash the grass if you're uh, going to eat it. So well, yeah. we're all ready for our alien encounter and we're all ready for obsession. <laughs> Thank you. So Maybe it all with. happens on the same weekend. You know, Ooh. that's we're all going to get taken up. So yep. October twentieth yeah. to the twenty second in Dallas, you're going to get sucked up. <laughs> if you get a bunch of spooky people in one location, I'm just saying, like aliens, you've got a lot of believers in one location. Mm-hmm. You could just come 
It'd be, it'd be like one stop shop for, you know, yeah. whatever you need. It yeah. finally happened. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Well, come to Dallas where we've assassinated a president and maybe you'll get a mass alien abduction DVD <laughs> in October. But thank you again for being with us today. We so appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Daisy, and to everybody else for sending in your Freaky Friday stories. If you have an odd but true story, maybe you've encountered Bigfoot, you've seen a UFO, you had a brush with true crime, or you felt the presence of an otherworldly being, send them in at SinisterHood.com slash Freaky Friday. If you like our free episodes, you're going to love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next alerts get sent out about stuff we posted so then you can go and see oh is this something i might want to listen to or watch and go from there we also sometimes post stuff that is available to all so you don't even have to be a paying member of patreon to see it we've got we've been saying over 500 hours for a while so i'm gonna up it to six at this point (laughs) there's a lot of content on there we just had our monthly live q a last night which was so very fun (laughs) That is up there now, the video. And then we also have audio only for people that like to listen in their cars and stuff. And the same day you're listening to this. So maybe if you're listening to this before 2 p.m. Central, we have our quarterly live stream. And Heather, what are we going to be doing? We are going to be covering the best of local Facebook marketplace finds. So I've been scouring our local Facebook marketplace groups and finding some really disturbing, weird, funny, gross things for sale. I'm so excited. And so, yeah. I'm so just- excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be, you're gonna be like, I'm so excited. Oh, God, I'm so scared. What is this? Honestly, I'm going to go through the Jesse Spano of emotions. <laughs> it's going to be front to back Jesse Spano. Also, you get to hear about our post Beyonce review. True. Yeah, I was going to say, we do have a slideshow, but we'll also probably talk about the Beyonce concert. So that's 2 p.m. Central on today, Friday, September 22nd. Or if you're listening to this sometime in the future, that's cool. You can go back in time and check out the live stream replay. You can also head to SinisterHood.com and click shop on the top banner to check out Sinisterhood merch like t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, and even clothes for your kiddos. Just go to the website and hit shop on the top banner. While you're there, you can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for more fun like topic-based playlists and links to live show tickets. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. You can also follow us on YouTube at Sinisterhood Podcast. You can see our full video interview with Daisy Egan as well as any video interviews we've done um, and listen to the whole show on YouTube as well as on TikTok at Sinisterhood Podcast. Check us out on Cameo for all of your personal custom video needs at Cameo.com and search Sinisterhood. And we'll pass on a message. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. You got this. Pep talks. Whatever. We love to do it. Cameo.com. Where are you at, Christy, on the internet? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather? You can find me surfing the waves of the World Wide (laughs) Web. (laughs) Heather versus the world. Every time I, obviously I have a cold and every time I laugh, I sound like I've been smoking a pack of Marlboro's and I'm sorry. It's got to be awful to listen to. I saw Aunt Gina on the couch. Hang on, Aunt Gina. She started coughing. Hang on a minute. If I'm Aunt Jackie, you're Aunt Gina. Yeah. um, Okay. I'll be Aunt Gina. Yeah. Aunt Jackie drinks margaritas like crazy. Aunt Gina is a chain smoker. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they just sit. It's like the sisters on The Simpsons. We just talk shit. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah. Or in Waldorf. We just sit together and talk shit. Gosh. Oh, I'm well. the grosser one for sure in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm sure it's going to only get better after scream singing for three hours straight tonight. <laughs> we'll see what I sound like tomorrow. <laughs> well, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinister Who